Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to, once again, another episode here on the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And then, guys, in today's episode, we are going to be previewing and predicting all of our upcoming NFL games here in Week 12 of the 2022 NFL season. Guys, as you all know, it's Turkey Week. I hope you all have an absolutely amazing Thanksgiving. Hope y'all eat plenty of turkey, stuffing, mashed potatoes, whatever your family makes. Make sure you eat plenty of it and also make sure that you watch plenty of football as we have a ton of great games going on this week in Turkey Week. So anyways, y'all, before we do start previewing and predicting all of our games that are coming up, please make sure that you do like, comment, share, rate, do whatever you can just to make sure that we can continue to grow the Cover 7 podcast and continue to spread football to everybody whether it is your grandparents your mom dad sister cousin uncle nephew whoever make sure you continue to tell them about it and guys thank you for all the support that you have shown whether it whether it is here on obviously on apple spotify anchor or if you're helping out a little bit on social media on instagram and tiktok i truly appreciate it it means the world to me and guys like i always do say here on the cover seven podcast i do not want to waste y'all's time don't want to waste my time either So let's get right into today's episode. And to kick it all off, as you know, on Thanksgiving Day, we have three games. We got the noon one, midday one, and then we got the nighttime game. So to kick off all of our action here in week 12, we're going to be going to Thursday on Thanksgiving Day. And to kick it all off in our noon game at 1130 a.m. Central Time on CBS, we have Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, who are going to be coming right back to Detroit after playing their home game against the Cleveland Browns. They're going to be going back to Ford Field to take on the Detroit Lions up in Detroit. Now, Josh Allen and the Bills offense, you know, it was a little bit slow getting things going against the uh, against the Browns, but when they got going, they definitely got going. The run game was really good. James Cook and De- Devin Singletary, they looked really good against that Browns defense. Um, and also the Bills defense, they played pretty solid. Jacoby Brissett didn't have a bad day, but they were able to contain Nick Chubb for the most part. And now they're going up against a red-hot Detroit Lions team that's currently riding a three-game win streak. Just got off a really good upset win against the New York Giants up in MetLife. As much as I like the Lions, as much as I like Dan Campbell, I love what he's doing with this team. You know, they don't have all the star talent that you see with a lot of other teams, like the Bills, for example, who have the franchise quarterback in Josh Allen, the star wide receiver in Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis. And then obviously you got the defense that has so many elite names, which include Vaughn Miller, Tredavious White, and just so many more guys. But in this game, to kick us off on Thanksgiving, I've got to go and do the smart route, and I've got to take the Buffalo Bills. I mean, I love the Detroit Lions. I really do. I absolutely do. I'm glad they're starting to get their season back around. They're only two games under 500. I think they'll be able to kind of crawl back up in the NFC North. Now, the Vikings, nine times out of ten, are going to likely win that division, but I still think the Lions, they might have a good stretch the rest of the year. But in this game, to kick us off on Thanksgiving, I've got to go with Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. That offense is just going to be too much for that Detroit Lion defense. I mean, despite them being able to contain Saquon Barkley and really contain Daniel Jones last week, I just think it's going to be really hard to contain this offense, which can kill you on the air or can kill you in the air and on the ground. And we saw what James Cook and Devin Singletary were able to do last week, and that just adds another you know, another piece of this offense that defenses are going to dread having to contain. So give me Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills to beat the Detroit Lions to kick us off here in Thanksgiving Day. 
Now, guys, for our next game, as we annually do, you know, we got the Detroit Lions in the uh, noon slate game, and then now we're going to have the Dallas Cowboys in the midday game as at 3.30 p.m. Central Time on Fox. We're going to have a huge NFC East matchup, which is going to have a lot, and I mean has a lot at stake in terms of, you know, standings in the NFC East as we have Daniel Jones and the New York Giants going down to AT&T Stadium to take on Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. Now, both of these teams right now after, you know, after last week are two completely different tales, right? The New York Giants, they're coming off a game in which they should have won against the Detroit Lions back home, but they got upset. Their offense was pretty much contained to nothing. The Detroit Lions were able to get a lot of stuff going on offense as well, and it didn't look like the New York Giants team that we've gotten used to seeing so far, and, you know, to make matters worse for them, now they're going on the road to one of the harder teams right now in the NFL. You know, despite having that disappointing week up in Lambeau, their defense has been super good. They were able to get rid of all the whole, well, you know, if you can run the football really well, you're going to absolutely kill the, the Dallas Cowboys defense. I mean, Dalvin Cook and that whole offense barely got over, I think, 60 yards rushing in that game. Micah Parsons went off. Demarcus Lawrence went off. Dorrance Armstrong, who needs to get talked a lot more. I mean, he's a really underrated pass rusher in the NFL. He went off as well. And this Dallas Cowboys defense is going to probably just absolutely shut down any type of offense the Giants are going to want to have. Saquon will probably not really get anything going. Obviously, the Giants, they lost Wandale Robinson to what was projected to be a torn ACL. Now, as I'm recording this, we don't know officially, but from the way it looks, they said it was a significant knee injury, which that just eliminates one of their more explosive you know, weapons on offense, which... You know, I mean, I mean, what could they have done? I mean, if they had a guy like Kadarius Tony, maybe to replace him, they'd be okay. But you know, they traded him to the Chiefs, so now they're kind of left with pretty much slim to none in the wide receiver room. I like the Cowboys. I love Tony Pollard, what he was able to do. I love how they're now starting to use Ezekiel Elliott more in short yardage uh, situations and goal line situations, which I think is really going to be a strong suit going forward. So this Dallas Cowboy offense is absolutely going on fire right now. The defense is playing lights out, and I think they should easily have a win against the New York Giants. So give me the Dallas Cowboys over the New York Giants in our second game here on Thanksgiving Day. Now, to wrap it all up on Thanksgiving night, our primetime matchup on NBC at 7.20 p.m. Central Time, we have, the, we have the struggling offense of the New England Patriots. The defense has been electric. We saw what they did to Zach Wilson and the Jets last week going on the road to Minneapolis to take on Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. And, well, oh, we saw how bad the Vikings offense was and defense was as well. Kirk Cousins and that offense barely were able to get over 200 yards of total offense. I mean, it was just horrendous, only putting up a field goal in that 40-3 loss they had against the Dallas Cowboys last week. Um, you know, protection was a huge problem. They lost Christian Darasaw, their starting left tackle, to a concussion, so they will not have him in this game as well. The offensive line is really banged up, but they still have a ton of weapons. You still have Dalvin Cook. You still have Justin Jefferson. You still have Adam Thielen. You still have TJ Hawkinson, despite having a, you know, Definitely he, he struggled a little bit to start that game against the Cowboys, having about two drops, but he was able to get things going, made a really good catch, even though it was, it was deemed out of bounds. But, um, you know, in this game, as much as I really want the upset of the New England Patriots because I loved what their defense does, I mean, we saw what Matthew Judon was able to do. I think Matthew Judon will have an even better game against the Minnesota Vikings, considering how poor the Vikings' offensive line is right now. But you have to look at how bad the New England Patriots' offense is. They punted the ball, I think, about eight to nine times, and the only reason why they beat the Jets was because of their defense and special teams coming up clutch. Marcus Jones had that huge punt return touchdown, which actually gave the Patriots the win over the Jets last week. So if I'm going to be honest, I, I mean, this is really going to be a probably, I don't want to say a low-scoring affair, but it definitely will not be a 
absolute thriller of a Sunday night football game on Thanksgiving. But I'm going to have to take Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. I know there's that whole stereotype of Kirk Cousins can't do anything on primetime, yada, yada, yada. But if the Minnesota Vikings defense can just step up a tad bit more compared to what they did against Dallas, they should be able to contain this really poor New England Patriots offense. So give me the Minnesota Vikings over the New England Patriots as we now have wrapped up all of our games on Thanksgiving Day. So let me know which games y'all are going to be watching on Thanksgiving. I know I'll probably be watching all three of them, but I know, you know, if some of y'all are busy, you're playing your, you know, backyard bowl, Thanksgiving bowl game, you know, in the backyard with the family. So, you know, you'll have certain times to be able to watch games. But let me know what y'all's favorite game is going to be. And also, let me know what y'all's, you know, personal uh favorite Thanksgiving food is. Mine's definitely got to be mac and cheese. I mean, I think it's very underrated. You know, my grandmother makes an absolutely amazing mac and cheese. So just saying, mac and cheese might be probably the best food on Thanksgiving. You can argue with the wall, but regardless, <laughs> that'll wrap up all of our games on Thursday. And so now let's get over to Sunday, which obviously our main slate of games. And um, to kick it all off in our noon slate at tw uh, 12 p.m. Central Time on Fox, we have Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are coming off a bye week going up to Cleveland to take on Jacoby Brissett and the Cle uh, Cleveland Browns. Um, you know, for the Buccaneers, you know, prior to the bye week, they've kind of been on a little bit of a hot spree. I'm not going to say they're absolutely flaming hot, but they've definitely have looked a lot better. The offense has been able to click a little bit more. Uh, Tom Brady's been able to connect a little bit better with his wide receivers. I know the Rams game was absolutely terrible until the last drive in which they had that game-winning drive, but outside of that, I think the Buccaneers, they've stepping up a little bit more. The defense definitely has stepped up a lot more. Devin White, who's a Pro Bowl linebacker, he had a ton of struggles to start the year, but has definitely stepped up the past few weeks. The defense, they're looking pretty good, and now, now they're going up against the Cleveland Browns team, which will be able to put up points. We saw what Amari Cooper was able to do against the Bills, had over 100 receiving yards, two touchdowns on the day. Jacoby Brissett honestly did not look that bad, but they were able to contain Nick Chubb in the run game, which if you're able to do that for the Browns, will likely end up giving you the win. So in this game between the Buccaneers and Browns, as much as I want to go the Browns because I like you know what they're able to do with Amari Cooper, I like the offense. The defense is just super skeptical. I mean, despite having Miles Garrett, Jadavion Clowney, I just really, I mean, I have to take the smart pick. You, you know, never want to bet against Tom Brady. So give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the Cleveland Browns to kick us off here on NFL Sunday in Week 12. Now, guys, for our next game, what I feel is going to be one of the better games of the weekend. At 12 p.m. Central Time on CBS, we have Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals coming off an offensive masterclass against the Pittsburgh Steelers, traveling to Nashville to take on Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans. Now, for the Titans, they got a big-time win up in Lambeau Field in which everybody had them as the underdog. They were not going to win, you know, because the Green Bay Packers had that magnificent offensive showing against the Dallas Cowboys, myself included. I didn't think they were going to win. But Ryan Tannehill, he shut us all up. So did Derrick Henry, and so did that whole offense. Traylon Burks, their first-round pick out of Arkansas, who they got in that whole trade with A.J. Brown. He finally had his first real good game, and I mean, he showcased a lot of the talent in which Tennessee Titan fans have been waiting to see. The defense continues to impress like absolutely crazy. I mean, with Jeffrey Simmons, Zach Cunningham, uh, Danico Autry, and you know even the young secondary. I mean, they still are really good. They have a lot of developing they need to do. But I like this Tennessee Titan team. But they have a huge test against Joe Burrow and that amazing offense. Uh, I mean, Samaje P. Ryan had, I think, four rushing touchdowns on the day against the Pittsburgh Steelers. He truly went back to his Oklahoma Sooner days in which he just was an absolute beast. Uh, T. Higgins has 
perfectly stepping up into that wide receiver one position while Jamar Chase is currently not playing. Now, it's being rumored that Jamar Chase may be able to play in this game. I really would not expect them, and if he even does play, it's going to be on a limited snap count because they're not going to want to re-aggravate whatever injury he's got going on. So, in this game, I'm going to go with the Titans. I think the Titans, they should be able to win this game. It's going to be at home. I like how Ryan Tannehill has been playing this past few weeks. He stepped up, not as made as not has not as has not made as many mistakes as we've gotten used to him, you know, making. Then to add on top of that, the defense has been playing lights out so far for the Tennessee Titans. So give me the Titans over the Bengals, despite them being a one and a half underdog at home. So this should be a pretty good game. I think Joe Burrow is definitely going to give the Titans a run for their money. But the defense, I really like. I love their pass rush. And I think they should have a pretty good game, especially against that weak O line of the Bengals. So. Anyways, y'all, for our next game at 12 p.m. Central Time on CBS, we have an AFC matchup between the Houston Texans going down to Miami to take on Tua Tagovailoa and the Miami Dolphins. Now, I don't really need to say too much. We all know what we're getting out of the Miami Dolphins. They're going to have one of the better offenses in all of the league. You know, under Tua Tagovailoa, they haven't lost a game yet this year. Jalen Waddell, Tyreek Hill, Mike Gusecki, that whole offense has been absolutely on fire. Fire. Jeff Wilson, who they acquired from San Francisco right before the trade deadline, has been perfectly fitting into that role as their starting running back so far. And I just, I mean, I love the Miami Dolphins team all around. I know the defense is still kind of very shot despite getting Bradley Chubb. You know, they still need to improve a little bit on defense, but they're going up against the Houston Texans team in which they should have no struggles against the offense, which got absolutely demolished by the Washington Commanders last week. I think this should be a pretty good game for the Miami Dolphins. Expect a ton of points to be scored by the Dolphins. So give me Tua Tagovailoa and the Dolphins over the Houston Texans. Now, guys, for our next game at 12 p.m. Central Time on Fox, we have the Chicago Bears, who will not have Justin Fields in this game, mind you. So just make sure to remember that. I forgot to mention that in the recap, but Justin Fields is currently day-to-day with a shoulder injury. They're going to be going up to East Rutherford to take on uh, we don't even know who the starting quarterback is yet for the New York Jets because of what Zach Wilson said post game after their loss to the New England Patriots. But they'll be taking on the New York Jets, who honestly have one of the more underrated defense in, defenses in the AFC, if not in the NFL. I mean, they contained New England to pretty much three points on the day last week, which is really solid. I mean, you got to give them a ton of credit. They're going up against the Bears offense, which is not going to have Justin Fields, who has pretty much been their whole offense as of late you know these past few weeks whether it was against the Cowboys whether it was against the Lions you know they're not going to have them in this game so they're going to be going with I think who is their backup I can't even tell you I don't even know who their backup is but they're going to be going on the road against a really good New York Jets team despite how bad I think a lot of us are probably going to expect the New York Jets offense to play I think this is a game that the Jets are the only way they lose is if they shoot themselves in the foot a ton but I think if they don't go with Zach Wilson, they go with a guy like Joe Flacco or Mike White, I think they should have an easy time against the Chicago Bears team. So give me the New York Jets over the Chicago Bears as we're starting to kind of wrap things up in our noon slate of games. Now, guys, for our next game that we do have at 12 p.m. Central Time on Fox, we have a pretty pretty interesting matchup as we have the Atlanta Falcons taking on the Washington Commanders up in Maryland. Now, for the Washington Commanders, you know, they officially have named their new starting quarterback, and that will be Taylor Heineke going forward. Despite Carson Wentz, who's 
he was fully healthy now, was able, if, if they needed him, to go back in the starting role. I mean, you've seen what Taylor Heineke has been able to do for this team, not even just on the offense, the impact he's had on the offense, but also on the defense. I mean, this whole team seems like they want to play and they want to win for Taylor Heineke. He's a great leader. It shows all. I mean, the, all the players love him. He's made that locker room completely bond together. And, you know, going up against an Atlanta Falcons defense, which is very inconsistent. You know, they traded their all-pro linebacker, Deion Jones, to the Cleveland Browns, which is kind of their last, like, really good player, so to speak. And they still have Grady Jarrett, who I love a ton. is still a great pass rusher. But in this game, Washington, their offensive line has definitely stepped up a ton. I don't think that's getting talked about enough. You know, they've been able to open up a lot of holes for the run game. Antonio Gibson, uh, J.D. McKissick, who won't be playing in this game. He's on IR, but still... This team has looked really good these past few weeks, and I expect them to continue to do that against this Atlanta Falcons team. So give me the Washington Commanders over the Atlanta Falcons here in our noon slate of games. Now, guys, for our next one, which is going to be one of the more probably laughable games, or I guess you could say the worst game of the week. So at 12 p.m. Central Time on Fox, we have Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos going on the road to take on Baker Mayfield and the Carolina Panthers. And, well, if you've ever wanted to see two of the worst offenses in the league play each other in the same game, that is exactly what you're going to get in this game. You know, both of these teams are pretty much right at the bottom in terms of scoring offense, which I feel, honestly, I think they're probably 32nd and 31 in the league. Uh, Carolina was only able to get a field goal against the Baltimore Ravens despite their defense playing a hell of a game against Lamar Jackson in that Ravens offense, only allowing them to score pretty much three points the entire game. Um, you know, Baker Mayfield still continues to struggle. Now, if you watched a lot of this game, he pretty much had no time in the pocket. The offensive line was getting murdered by that front line of the Baltimore Ravens. But even then, he still threw th he still threw two picks. There were a lot of just bad passes. He's starting to kind of turn back to the Baker Mayfield of old, which is not a good thing whatsoever. And for the Denver Broncos, they still are very much injury riddled. They won't have Jerry Judy. They just released Melvin Gordon. So Latavius Murray is going to get the, pretty much the full go as a starting running back from now on. The offensive line is still very inconsistent, still struggling with definitely good pass rush, which the, the Carolina Panthers have very much. I mean, don't get me wrong, Carolina with Brian Burns, Derek Brown, Yatir Gross Matos, and then just the – I mean, I, you know, I, call me crazy in this game. Call me absolutely crazy. But that defense of the Panthers is super good, and they're going up against one of the worst offenses in the league. Now, I know the Broncos, they have a really good defense, but it's no offense. It's not better than the, the uh, Carolina Panthers, which are probably like, whoa, 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 what do you mean by that? You know, we saw what they did against the, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals and where Joe Mixon had a five-touchdown day. They've stepped up the past few weeks, man. They have majorly stepped up the past few weeks, and then now they're going up against one of the absolute worst offenses in the league. So give me the Carolina Panthers to beat the Denver Broncos. Call me crazy all you want, but when you watch this game, and if Russell Wilson's not able to get anything going, Cortland Sutton has struggled, that whole offense has struggled, I fully expect that Carolina Panthers defense to give them a run for their money. They've got J.C. Horn in the backfield as well. I know they don't have Dante Jackson, who's out for the rest of the year, but that still is a pretty solid young defense of the Carolina Panthers. So once again, give me the Carolina Panthers to win the toilet bowl for this week, so... Anyways, y'all, the next game that we're going to have at 12 p.m. Central Time on CBS, we have Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens going down to Jacksonville to take on Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
Now, for me personally, in this game, I think the Ravens, they should be able to win this game. What their defense was able to do against the Carolina Panthers last week was really well. The pass rush, they were able to get to the quarterback. And the Jaguars, who offensive line has been very inconsistent at times and has allowed Trevor Lawrence to pretty much get sacked a ton, I think they'll pretty much replicate that in this game. The Ravens, the biggest thing is they've got to step up on offense. I know a lot of Ravens fans are ticked off right now at Greg Roman, who they're pretty much all saying they need to fire him, which, I mean, if you watched how they played last week against the Panthers, I don't really blame them because they just could not get anything going. But Demarcus Robinson, the former chief, he was able to step up big time, had over 120 receiving yards on the day. Lamar, uh, Lamar Jackson was able to get things going in the fourth quarter. But if they're able to put up a full four-quarter game and are able to absolutely dominate not only on defense but also on offense, I would definitely would take the Baltimore Ravens in this game. So give me the Ravens to continue their win streak, which I think if they win this will improve to five. So give me the Ravens over the Jacksonville Jaguars as we now are going to wrap up all of our noon slate of games. So anyways, y'all, let's kick off our late slate of games. Now, we only have, let's see, we okay, we do have, whoa, we have four noon slate games. My bad, I was trying to look at it properly. We have four noon slate games this week, and a lot of them are going to be in the NFC. But to kick it all off at 3.05 p.m. Central Time on CBS, we have Justin Herbert and the, and the Los Angeles Chargers taking on what I assume should be Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. Now, for Arizona, that defense got decimated last week. Got absolutely decimated against Jimmy G and that 49er offense. Christian McCaffrey had himself a day. George Kittle put up two touchdowns on him. Brandon Ayuk had two touchdowns on him. Debo Samuel had a pretty good game as well. The offensive line was able to pretty much just demolish them. And now they're going up against a pretty solid offense in Los Angeles Chargers, who is still very much injury riddled. They probably will not have Mike Williams in this game, but they do have Keenan Allen back. They still have Austin Eckler, Justin Herbert, who I think is still a really good quarterback. And the defense as well, the Chargers defense is not really that bad. I mean, I know Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey continue to be probably the best duo in all the league, which I think any team has struggled to play against them. But now they're going up against the Arizona Cardinal team, which will not have Rondell Moore in this game. I think they might have Marquise Brown, but probably on a snap count as well. They're going up against D-Hop and Greg Dortch, who both had pretty much 100-plus uh, receiving yard games last week against the 49ers. So in this game, as much as I want to go to the Cardinals because I still believe in them, I still believe they have something left, I'm going to go with Justin Herbert and the Chargers because I like that offense. The defense has been playing a little bit better. You know, they still have Khalil Mack, Derwin James, Asante Samuel. You know, I mean, I know they lost Kenneth Murray, but they still are a really good, solid team. So give me the Los Angeles Chargers over the Arizona Cardinals. Now, guys, for our next game at 3.05 p.m. Central Time on CBS, we have Devontae Adams and the Las Vegas Raiders, who are coming off a great overtime win against their in-division rivals, the Denver Broncos, traveling up to Seattle to take on Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks, who are coming also off of a bye week as well. So they're going to be well-rested going into this game. Um, you know, I, I liked what I saw from the Las Vegas Raiders. Don't get me wrong, their offense, which... Very inconsistent at times still. I mean, but, but you know, the one constant they do have is that Devontae Adams will always be open. He will he will always be open. Throw the football to him. Um, him and Derek Carr connected for two long TD passes, one of those being the game-winning game winning touchdown pass that would come in overtime. But they're going on the road up to Lumen Field up there in Seattle, which is a tough environment to play in as well. The Seattle Seahawks are coming off of a bye week. I still like that young defense they've got. You know, Tariq Woolen. You've still got Kobe Bryant. You know, it, it stinks they don't have Jamal Adams because I think if they had Jamal Adams, that defense would be even better. But they have a lot of young guys that are stepping up. Jordan Brooks, the former Texas Tech Red Raider at linebacker. 
This whole defense is play, has been playing really solid football. And then obviously you've got the offense, which has been absolutely lights out. So in this game between both of these teams, I'm going to go with Seattle. I like the fact it's going to be at home. I think if it was in Las Vegas, it might be a little bit different of a story. But obviously the home atmosphere is going to be something else. The weather's probably going to be cruddy in Las Vegas, which now they play you know, inside of a dome stadium. I'm going to have to go with the Seahawks. So give me Seattle in this matchup over the Las Vegas Raiders. And now for our next game at 3.25 p.m. Central Time on Fox. Well, what probably would have been the preseason game of the year, we have the Los Angeles Rams taking on the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead. And, well, the line right now is currently Kansas City minus 14.5, and, and rightfully so. Kansas City and that offense absolutely went off last week against L.A. Now, I know it took them a little bit to get things going. L.A. had the lead for a little bit of the game, but they, at the end of the game, they were able to come back. They were able to finish it off, and now they're going up against a L.A. Rams team, which just defensively, they let Andy Dalton look like the best quarterback in football last week. I mean, he had, I think, three passing touchdowns, only had, I think, about four or five incompletions. I mean, it was just a rough game for the Rams. And then to make matters worse for them, Matthew Stafford will not be playing in this game due to a concussion. He suffered his second concussion in as many weeks. The offense is still really banged up. Allen Robinson got injured. I think this is just going to be a really rough game for the Rams. I think this is a game that they're really dreading on playing. And the fact that it's going to be in our late slate of games, it's just going to be a really ugly one. So give me Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs over Aaron Donald and the Los Angeles Rams. Now, guys, for our final late slate game that we do have at 3.25 p.m. Central Time on Fox, we have the New Orleans Saints traveling out to Santa Clara to take on Jimmy G and the San Francisco 49ers. And if you're a San Francisco 49er fan, you should rightfully be excited right now. You, you know, y'all are neck and neck with the Seattle Seahawks right now for first place in the NFC West. After seeing what your offense was able to do last week, what, what Jimmy G was able to do, properly manage the game. You know, it doesn't have to play hero ball, just be a good game manager, get the ball to Christian McCaffrey in the flat, or get it to George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, or any of the 50 playmakers that Kyle Shanahan has on that 49er offense. You'll be good. And then also, the defense was lights out. Their pass rush was amazing against Colt McCoy. Nick Bosa was able to get to the quarterback. The defense was really well. The secondary stepped up majorly too, so... I love what the San Francisco 49er team is doing right now, and they're getting a lot of momentum as they're coming back home, and they're going to have a pretty decent home stretch, and to kick it all off, they're going up against the New Orleans Saints, who, mind you, they did play a really good game offensively against the Los Angeles Rams, despite the Rams' defense shutting down Alvin Kamara. They, were allowed, they allowed Andy Dalton to get things going in the past game, and you know, despite them having a good game, the Saints team is pretty much good one week, bad one week, good week bad week good week bad week and well they just got off a good week so as you can all guess I think this will be a bad week for the Saints so give me Jimmy G and the San Francisco 49ers to beat the New Orleans Saints as we wrap up our late slate of games now guys for a pretty interesting matchup we're going to have on Sunday night football to wrap up NFL Sunday here on NFL week 12 at 7.20 p.m. Central Time on NBC, we have Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers going to Philadelphia to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. And for the and for the Philadelphia Eagles, I almost said the Phillies, but for the Philadelphia Eagles, they're coming off a nail-biting game against the Indianapolis Colts in which I personally like what Jeff Saturday's doing with the Colts right now. I mean, the energy is brought. The defense stepped up like crazy. But, um, you know, the offense for the Eagles is still really good. Don't get it twisted. Despite their one loss to the Commanders in a really close game against the Colts, that offense is still really good. A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts were able to connect a decent amount in that game as well. Miles Sanders, it took him a little bit to get going, but once he did get going, he definitely got going. Now, the defense, 
is still a big question mark. You know, Jonathan Taylor was able to run the ball pretty effectively against the Philadelphia Eagles, despite the Eagles trying to get a lot of pass rush help in the Dominican Sioux and Linville Joseph, the former Pro Bowl defensive tackles. But they're going up against your Green Bay Packer team, which just lost at home to the Tennessee Titans, who they were actually favored against and honestly probably should have won considering how they played the week previous when they played the Dallas Cowboys in Lambeau Field. So anyway, in this game between the Packers and Eagles, I'm going to go with the Eagles. They're playing up at Lincoln Financial Field. I know the last time they played up there, they lost to the Washington Commanders, but I think they're going to want revenge and going up against Aaron Rodgers and this Packers offense, which I think they'll run the football a decent amount, but once they really don't, once once the momentum is completely gone against the Packers, they pretty much shut down and they let the game just run for itself so in this game we're going to go with the philadelphia eagles to beat the green bay packers on sunday night football as we wrap up as we wrap up all of our sunday games for week 12 now guys as you all know we still have one more game to talk about and it's going to be monday night football at 7 15 p.m central time on espn we have kenny pickett and the pittsburgh steelers who showed a lot of promise on offense against the uh, Cincinnati Bengals last week, in which Najee Harris was able to go for probably his best game so far of the 2022 campaign, two touchdowns on the day with uh, 90 rushing yards as well. George Pickens also looked pretty good, despite getting ejected pretty much right towards the end of the game. And then also Kenny Pickett, you know, showed a lot of improvement, you know, didn't have any crazy stats or whatever, but did not make the same mistakes that we gotten so used to him making, you know, the first few games so far into his NFL career. But in this game, the Steelers are going on the road to Indianapolis against a pretty hot Colts team right now who's led by their new interim head coach, Jeff Saturday. They almost beat the Philadelphia Eagles at home. The week before that, they got a good win on the road against the Las Vegas Raiders. So in this game between the Colts and Steelers I like them having Matt Ryan back that veteran presence it's definitely helping Jonathan Taylor a little bit who these past few games has started to get back to his um you know offensive player of the year status that we saw last year so in this game between the Colts and Steelers on Monday Night Football I'm gonna go with the Colts their defense has stepped up a ton they've looked a lot better I know the Steelers they still have a really good defense they got Minka Fitzpatrick back they got TJ Watt back who had himself a pretty interesting pick against Joe Burrow which I mean he just absolutely snagged out of the air but as, as good as the Steelers defense is I just think that Colts offense, I think they should be able to run the ball pretty efficiently. We saw what Samaj P. Ryan and Joe Mixon were able to do last week. And even then, I still think Matt Ryan will be able to get the football out to his guys, whether it is Michael Pittman or it's Alec Pierce. So in this game, give me the Indianapolis Colts to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers as we will wrap up all of our action from Week 12 of the 2022 NFL season, a.k.a turkey week games so thank you guys so much for listening to today's preview and prediction episode on week 12 of the 2022 nfl season and let me know what games y'all are looking forward to the most whether it's our really good thanksgiving slate we have going on with the bills lions cowboys giants and then also to wrap it up the patriots and vikings or just any of the other games we got going on you know let me know what games y'all are looking forward to the most let me know what y'all are going to be eating on thanksgiving as well and guys, once again, please make sure that you do like, comment, share, rate, and do whatever you can to make sure we continue to spread and grow the Cover 7 podcast and build as big of a community as we can because we all love football. That's why, all, that's why we're all here, whether y'all are listening, whether I'm talking, we're all here for a reason. So, guys, thank you so much. And also, real quick, since it is Thanksgiving and we're always talking about being generous and everything like that, if you are feeling like stepping up your appreciation and support for the Cover 7 podcast, anchor.fm 
has a monthly supporter program, which is like a subscription to pretty much any of your favorite YouTubers, Twitch streamers, whatever. It's $4.99 a month, but it allows me to better the quality of the podcast and then eventually give members some exclusive perks and exclusive, you know, little little podcast episodes so I can help you all, whether it's with betting and stuff like that or what, what whatever you might have it. So anyways, y'all, once again, not required, not expected. I truly just appreciate y'all coming in, dropping a listen and just showing love like you always do. So Guys, thank you so much once again. I hope you have a very blessed Thanksgiving week and weekend. Make sure you watch plenty of NFL football. Make sure you watch watch plenty of college football as well. And also make sure to check out College Football Week 13 preview episode, which will come out tonight at 6 p.m. Central Time. So, guys, thank you again, and I hope you have a great Thanksgiving week and weekend. And I will see you all back here on Tuesday. Oh, my Lord, I can't even talk. I will see you all back here on Tuesday as we will have a recap for all of the action from NFL Week 12. Peace, y'all, and I'll see you all then.